Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. So, I <laughs> I woke up and uh, my son's light was on. So I, so I get up and I go in to turn the light on. I mean, it's like been on, the light has been on all night long. And, and I go in there and he's... <laughs> He's, we're basically sweltering because yours truly <laughs> is concerned about the electricity bill. It just makes me laugh. Sometimes I, I'm, I do the most, I, you know, having done this, this, this little mini podcast about money, I still concern myself with money. I really do. Uh, and the electricity bill would be one thing that I would certainly be um, concerning about. So it's rather early in the morning and I I run around the house to close the windows because I turned the air conditioning down. And so it is quite cooling off in here. And, um, and I, I wanted to to talk a little bit about about and it it sort of relates to that so we create our reality we create our reality and and I know that we have all had these instances in our life where we thought about some somebody or something and then pretty soon after they call or we hear something about them in some way and over the years we've really tried to call these things coincidences but what if there is no coincidence that there really is no such thing as coincidence and that and that it is a manifestation of our thoughts because our thoughts become our reality and so things have happened throughout my life that I I really have for as long as I can remember understood that I would ask and that God the universe would give would it would be given and i kind of knew that it was always given that it was always given but i also knew that that there were times where i could not see it or there there were you know i just like i don't know some some kind of idea of divine timing so there has been over the years, many times that I had this sense of being withheld from. Because I knew that God could provide whatever it was that I was requesting. I don't want to use the word wanting because whenever we say, supposedly whenever we say the word want, it pushes whatever it is away. So 
I'm trying to use a different word, and I don't know if requesting is a better word. <laughs> requesting may push it away as well. But, um, but so I spent many years being, I mean, literally being, felt, feeling like I was being withheld from. And because whatever it was that I was desiring was not coming into my life, now, when I was young, I, 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 I always like had boyfriends, and it never even like occurred to me that I would go like long stretches without a boy. It, like honestly, it just never even occurred to me. Um, but as I've gotten older. <laughs> And I'm laughing because I think I've gotten a, a whole heck of a lot more discerning. Um, but as I've gotten a lot older, um, my I have gone like like long stretches without a boyfriend. And long stretches without a date. I mean, I mean, it's just it's just like a really interesting phenomena for me. Um, and this has been one of the areas that I've definitely felt withheld from and am probably in the area of, of money. And, and so I wanted to kind of like talk about that for a minute. So <laughs> I did get my floors and I have not shared this with y'all, but this is so freaking interesting to me. So I had wanted these new floors. I actually haven't gotten my upstairs done yet, but I will. Um, but my downstairs is done and I, I, and it had, I got like vinyl flooring put in and I absolutely, it's just beautiful. I mean, it's beautiful. However, the day that I, that I came home and they had put like half of it in, I saw this massive scratch through my walkway. Like it's like 12 inches, like 12 inches long and about an, an inch and a half, I would say inch, inch and a half wide scratch in a major walkway. It's not like it's even someplace that I could conceivably hide with a rug or something. This massive scratch. And so the next day, the people who are installing the floor come in and I say, you know, I say, you know, there's this scratch. And he says, oh yeah, I can buff that out or I can clean that up or whatever he says he's, he can do. And he did not do. Okay, so I had, my floors were put in in March, like mid-March, and now we're into June. And I have called this company over and over again to get this scratch situation fixed up. And they've quit calling me back. They've just like categorically are not answering my phone calls at this point. 
So, so I say, even using this as an example, so finally, after eight years, I, I get these floors put in, and, and I love them. However, it has a substantial scratch that every single time I walk on them a certain way, like if I'm walking to the kitchen, I can't see it, but if I'm walking from the kitchen... It's all I see is this massive scratch. How in the world did I manifest that? I, you know, I'm just sitting here and I'm, I'm thinking about this. I, I just think that is so interesting. Like even with putting this with, with the law of attraction that I... If we create everything, then I somehow created suboptimal standards on my floor. And and am at this point having to live with it. I mean, they the guy supposedly came over and used this this squirted it and rubbed it and whatever, and I wasn't there that day. It turned out that I could not be there that day. So my son was there helping like to let the guy in and do this thing, but it did not fix it. So I just keep calling and calling and calling. And, and then I called one time and she said, Oh yes, you're the floor that we are going to have to redo the floor. So they could conceivably have to completely redo my floor to fix it. The scratch. And, and, but since then, and then I said, well, I don't really want to do that yet. I would like for you to come out and see if there is possibly any way to fix it, I guess, to my satisfaction. You know, can he bring out this, this spray or whatever? Or can I buy some spray? Like, I mean, is there any way that I can? We can somehow meet in the middle on this thing. And I have not heard from them since. So, and so, (laughs) and so it's just the most interesting phenomena. Okay, so if we are dealing with that which created everything, so like nothing is impossible with that which created everything, right? Why is it that even in the fulfillment of our desire, there are times when it is, and it, it is like substandard to our specifications. And the only thing that I can think of that makes any sense to me whatsoever has to do with us. That there was somehow, I don't understand this, but there was somehow something in my beliefs that set it up to not be perfect. But I, 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 but I honestly, at this point, like, I really don't understand that. I just don't. I don't understand it. But I have noticed that with 
with nearly everything it is that I would desire, that a lot of times it, it does come with these flaws. So, and, and so like, like, okay, so I have this desire for a, a certain position. So I got this job. This job has like a gazillion things that are optimal about it. Like I, they have a company car. Actually, they have two company cars. So most of the time I don't have to drive and that makes me so happy. Okay. So, and then, um, I'm doing something that I really like to do. I'm doing something that I actually have educate. My education is in my master's degree is in. I, I mean, it has like a gazillion things about it. I really like the team I work with. Um, but there are some, some fairly major problems with my job right now. I mean... There are. I, I just have to be honest about that. I, I, so in being incredibly transparent, my, I, I live with some, like I live with actual, an actual anxiety disorder, I guess, I guess, I don't know with panic. So I have had over the years, these started in my early 20s, where I I live with, and, and some years I haven't had any, and then some years I'm having them a lot. Well, they're just, I had one in the car the other day that was incredibly frightening. And so my my panic attacks manifest themselves as I'm I'm it feels like I'm gonna lose consciousness. This is what it feels like. It's the only way I know how to describe it. Um my my vision starts to kind of turn white. And and like my, my periphery vision kind of goes away a little bit. Um but it it's when this happens it especially when i'm driving it's incredibly it's incredibly frightening and so the first thing i go to is my heart i get like super afraid of of my heart and i i'm not entirely sure that it's my heart uh and i was on medication for this i was medicated for this for many years and I, I don't want to be on that medication. And I also don't want to be having panic attacks. And I'm, I'm very, very aware that part of the reason why I'm having panic attacks is my job. And, and, I, and I guess some people would say, you know, lucky you that, that, you know, these things are coming out so that you can heal them you know that kind of makes me laugh a little bit but so I have this residual because like most of the time I feel pretty good you know I I feel pretty good and so 
about my life, about I'm pretty fairly optimistic. I, I've got a lot of good things going on. I'm, you know, I'm, things are going really, really well for me. And so, however, so <laughs> I, three years ago, along with the spiritually transformative, you know, experience, I also had, I don't know, a complete breakdown. I mean, a complete breakdown that I actually have. I I did a YouTube. It was my first actual YouTube. And, and I, <laughs> I was in just such a bad shape. I mean, I really was. I, I didn't have a job. I had this breakup. I, you know, I found that I didn't have a support system. I mean, literally, like, my friends were, you know, it was, like, I had a friend do something that I found absolutely astounding. And I just, you know, we, I haven't spoken to her in three years, really. And um, I, and I, I don't know, I was just in a very, very bad place. And so, so this, when, and then it was also, it was a while before I was able to build myself back up, but I had this summer and I was in such a state. I mean, I was in such a mental state of, of, absolute chaos um that that actually like some people it would have appeared to be a psychosis <laughs> I mean I can see where people would have thought I was in a state of psychosis but there was something and and I still have these every single day where I think about something or I don't think about like symbols come to me every day every day I I have these names these um like the first and last name of somebody that I know like I see somebody else with the first and last I mean it's bizarre it is so freaking weird like I had thought of, I was thinking recently that I wanted to see like the numbers for when I grew up and yesterday I saw them yesterday evening I saw them and <laughs> the sequence of numbers in the sequence of numbers and that is just miraculous to me that I that they would appear and they're not appearing on my phone they're appearing like um, on a on a license plate as I was driving, and so <laughs> and so I had to chuckle because like, and I don't believe it's me that's doing it per se, but it's like I'm, you know, deliberately sending out these signals. I would like to see these numbers in that sequence. And so, like, the numbers happen to be 3713. I was like, I, I would like to see 3713. And then, 
soon after, I was starting to see those three numbers, but not in that order. And last night, I saw them in that order, 3713. 3713. And it's at those moments that I'm just, I'm just so incredibly thankful. I'm so incredibly thankful. Um, I had, at one point, I had made this correlation this sounds really bizarre but I made this correlation between the universe God being sort of like Pandora was so I had Pandora on my on my cell phone and by a process of thumbs up and thumbs down I had only the music that I wanted to listen to and I had several stations, like my 80s music. <laughs> I laugh because I like 80s music. And then, you know, I had Yo-Yo Ma Radio, and I had this and that, you know. And, and all of my stations, I had gotten it down to, I only got the music that I wanted to listen to. And so I, I had gotten that far with it until, like, now, and now I practice with it. Now I practice with it and I master it and I'm mastering it. And I'm, this is why I'm not understanding why and how I messed up this flooring. Like, like was there some residual belief in there that I was not deserving of exactly what I wanted? Did I, did I say something in that scenario to the universe or whatever that did I have a fear that there was going to be a scratch or that I was going to scratch the floor or somehow that I don't know how did I create the scratch? And then with this job, this job has this, has this perfection to it but also is literally triggering my anxiety disorder to a point where I'm, you know, and it's like blazingly obvious that I have not completely healed from this disorder. It is the weirdest things, friends. It's one thing to have anxiety, and it's a whole other thing to when you are triggered to have your body take over and have this seeming feeling of, of being completely like my body is reacting and I'm, I'm not in control of my body. Like, like it's just, it, it's just going catastrophic thinking the lucky part is at this point is that I'm observing I'm it's not it's not completely out of control in the sense that I'm I'm observing and I'm seeing what is happening now I probably wasn't doing that before and so and so this is this is where I'm at with it all. Like I'm able to I'm I'm getting closer 
to having exactly, you know, and the, and the gap is getting smaller. Like the gap between, and, and my beliefs are getting stronger because I'm seeing the evidence. I'm seeing the evidence of, of and I get so much evidence that sometimes I do this, this circular blaming game with myself, like how could you not trust you who have been given so much? You who have, and I'm speaking of myself, like I have been so incredibly blessed to have had this spiritually transformative experience and to have these nuggets, I call them like love notes, love, like sort of like kisses from the universe, literally. Like I have them so often that how could I ever have a moment of not trusting? But there starts to be this, like, I don't understand why this is happening in my, in my mastery. Like, I don't understand, like, why isn't the new job coming with, you know, because I have, I've talked about, I really have a pretty major desire to leave the area that I've been living in for the last 20 years. I, I will admit that I, you know, have a little bit of fear about packing up my stuff and going to a whole new city. Um, I really do. And not really knowing anyone. I'm not going to know anyone. I mean, I, I'm going to be completely starting over. But I also have had this desire for many years and the angst about it is is pretty much gone. Like, cause I have a I have a position now. I mean, I'm 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 happy where I'm at, but and I have no idea where I'm going to be even in the next month. If you want to know the truth, this is kind of how I live. This is how I live. Like I'm, I have no idea what's going to happen next. I have no idea. And and it's and it's exciting and I'm like I'm okay right where I'm at and I have no idea where I'm going to be. And so and so it's kind of it's kind of exciting. It's kind of fun. Um it's a fun adventure. So this is something that I'm starting to notice. So I have my my application on indeed and I've been looking in a certain area and, but I tend to be, oh God, such an overthinker. I'm what I'm a really, I call myself a calculated risk taker. So I'm a calculated risk taker. I'm, I'm I think about all the options and one of the things, honestly, Everything I say is honest, but I do filter my material sometimes to like not be candidly obvious about, I mean, honest about absolutely everything in my life, to be honest. (laughs) 
I mean, there are details that I don't want to share, you know, for my own privacy and the privacy of other people. I guess I'm just going to word it that way. But anyway, but I'm honestly, I am thinking about this damn um, health record, immunization record, um, the requiring of me to have this immunization and not having access to things because I don't have the immunization. It's not something that I think about all the time, uh, but it's something that, that did come to mind with me in going to any of the West Coast. California, Oregon, or Washington. In Arizona, which the state of Arizona, I've lived here nearly my whole life, and it's been a, a very, very challenging place for me to live in, in a lot of different ways. Like, I opted to live, I live in a, in a forest. I live in a forested area, but I, I grew up in the desert, and if you look at my skin, <laughs> the desert is not a good place for me. I um I I grew up when there wasn't sunscreen. I mean, I would, there was starting to be sunscreen at some point in when I was young, but when I was very young and in my high school years, they didn't have sunscreen. And so I got massive sunburns and my skin. I have, you know, really, really light skin. And so the desert is not that great for me. I'm just saying so much sun and the heat uh, is just... So anyway, so I have been living in a... Because there's a lot of diversity in in... Arizona, but it tends to run conservative. In fact, some people don't know this, but in in the the election of supposed election of Donald Trump, um, Maricopa was the highest um, voting county in the entire nation for Trump. Maricopa County, which is in Arizona. And so, and it, you know, and also like, like Alex Jones came to the Capitol in the last six months. Um, they had had all kinds of, there wasn't a lot of rioting that went on here, but there's been, I mean, I remember before the election um, coming down going down to Phoenix and having Trump signs absolutely everywhere. I mean, they were hanging them from the overpasses on the freeway, Trump signs. So this place is like, like kind of radically pro-Trump. I don't even know if I would say pro-conservative or Republican Party. They're just they just like him. And so <laughs> I'd never seen them act this way with any other candidate ever. I don't know what it is about that guy that some people just love him. Um, anyway, so 
And then, and then also, like, there's also this other thing where Arizona does not like to spend money on education. It's like, they're like in the low on, on education spending. And so, and that's what I've basically been working on for many years. And so, you know, I just, even with the education that I have is like, people presume that since I have a master's degree, I make, you know, more money. There's just this presumption, and it's just a bogus presumption in my... um, But here's the other thing. I have also had these beliefs about money that have been very limiting. I've had limiting beliefs about money. And so I think that, that my... has been more about my beliefs about it than even the state of Arizona being stingy, which they are. So, um, so, but it's not even that that I really want to leave. I just, I just would like a different adventure. So, and I don't even know exactly how that's going to come about. I don't, I don't, but in my effort, I have my, my, um, my application out on Indeed and, I just keep getting more and more and more and more opportunities to apply for the same type of job. It's like I was looking in my emails and there were three and then there were two yesterday. There, I mean, I'm, I'm just, it's multiplying. Just more and more and more and more because Indeed is doing the same thing that Pandora does. Oh, you're lo- you want a job there? Oh, hey, here, let me send you this one. And they're doing it a little bit differently. And I actually had, like, this is so interesting to me, is, is, the, is kind of the one that's just out of nowhere, which is, like, like so freaking exciting. So I had gotten a job opportunity in in um, Flagstaff, which is, you know, I don't know. To be honest, I think that Flagstaff is probably the same distance away than Phoenix is from where I live. But but I was like, oh, yeah, okay, so I apply for it. And then she calls me, and she had, but I had to get my license. I had to get my license in counseling in order to work for them. I could have my associate, so she really wanted me to look into getting my associate. And I, and I looked into it, and I was like, I, I have absolutely no desire to do that. I just don't. I, I have to, like, pass some massive test, and then I have to um, do, like, 900 hours supervision, supervised hours, and I just... And it's not even that. I would. I think that I would have the willingness to do that. It's, it's fitting into that box. It's fitting into the box of conformity, into whatever standard, like not standard, but expectation that the Board of Behavioral Health in Arizona would expect of me as a licensed counselor. 
that I, that I don't really want. I mean, I honestly don't really want to deal with. I don't want to be put into that box of things that you cannot do. You cannot say, I mean, I already, we already have that pretty much at any job that we take, right? We, you know, we have to like abide by the ethics and the beliefs of, you know, the organization that we're living in, I mean, working for already, let alone this other governing board. <laughs> um, you know, I'm certainly not a person that, that is, you know, <laughs> I, I, I hope this isn't too much of an aside, but I just, so I had, I had gotten with somebody and, and, and also, I will tell you, I already had a preconceived notion, but it kind of came to me the other day. So I notice, I don't know if other people notice or even care, but I notice that the coaching field is completely saturated. It's completely saturated. Like, I just, there's coaches, there's health coaches, there's life coaches, there's, you know, financial coaches, you know, I mean, people have their niche, you know, and, and then now they've started this beloved thing of getting certified in coaching. So now you have another governing agency, but it's not just one, you're, 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 you ha- you can get a certification from all these different certification outfits, you know, whatever organization. So I'm certified through the blah, blah, blah of blah, blah, blah to be a whatever type of coach. And, and I feel like these organization, these, these certifying organizations really set up their their students or whatever they are, um, they have to act very exclusive. Like, well, you can't be a coach without this, this, you know, certification. And you absolutely can be a coach without that certification. I'm just saying. But they have to set themselves up as, as, somehow the people who go to their school pay money to get their certification. I don't know how much it costs, but I don't know, just say even upwards, like say it's $5,000. Okay. So you're basically buying this certification. You're buying this certification to, to, and they say, oh, now you are trained in being a coach. And, and, and so then the person themselves, because they, they went through that to, they jumped through all those hoops, you know, so then there's this, this, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but this attitude of, I'm, I'm a certified coach. And, and why not? feel like you're part of the exclusive club of certified coaches. 
<laughs> I don't know. And it's the same with like counselors. Like, honestly, like I've heard, you know, I, you know, cause I have all of the credentialing and I have actually been, been counseling people for many years, but I don't have a license and I don't have any, any inclination to get one. And so, and so, however, you know, and so, so it's sort of like you're either part of their club or you're part of the sorority. I mean, you know, I haven't gone through the initiation process and it's just another group, you know, it's like, I don't know. I remember I was going to this church I I would kind of church shop, you know, because I don't I'm not conventional, so I would go to something like the Unity Church, or I was going to this church called the this this a Center for Spiritual Living was like my favorite, but they were very much like the science of mind, and there were times where they said stuff that was just a tiny bit a little bit over, you know, kind of ugh to me. <laughs> It just gave me pause, you know, mm, I'm not sure. And I just refuse to ever become a member of any of these churches. So I don't know what it is about me, but I I have commitment issues. <laughs> I have commitment issues to being committed to a certain school of thought and so I tend to be like not not conventional how did I get off on this <laughs> oh well I, I could be I'm not sure how in the world did I get off on this but anyway I so I had I had somebody on Facebook I had seen that she um she was starting this coaching practice or has started a coaching practice. And, and I was wonder, I was wanting to collaborate with her because I would like to have a coaching practice, but my whole, whole mindset is completely different than most people's because I believe that, This is what I believe. I believe that God, the universe, is how my message or my material or will be marketed. It's sort of like like word of mouth or I don't know, somehow these things will come to me and it's not that I don't have to do anything like I, you know, um, opportunities will come to me. The perfect opportunities are going to come to me in the perfect timing. And I have so much belief in that. And, and I had, I had actually listened to, um, Louise Hay one time. You know, it really surprises me. Every once in a while, I meet somebody who has no idea who Louise Hay is. I'm like, you know, and I don't say, oh, my God, you don't know who Louise Hay is? I don't say that kind of thing, but I certainly think it. (laughs) 
like, oh my God, how could you? And I'm thinking it, I don't say it. It's like, how have you lived without knowing who Louise Hay is? Anyway, and Louise Hay had written her book, You Can Heal Your Life. And, um, and she believed that the universe, that God would, would spread her, the message about her book. And so, so that was a little bit even more confirming of my beliefs about it. And, and so every single day I do my, my, she would probably be very proud of me. <laughs> probably is very proud of me. I'm doing my affirmations. I am a best-selling author. I am a best-selling author. Um, so these things are, are in our hearts and minds. I had, I had read something from um, Neville, is his name Neville Goddard the other day? That had, because I had this other theory. I had this theory that God, okay, it says, the Bible says, and I don't believe in a lo- literal interpretation of the Bible, but the Bible says that, that God gives us the desire of our heart. And that can be taken two different ways. And I think they're both, both true. That God actually puts the desire in our heart and God actually grants the desire. So gives and grants us the desire of our hearts. And so we have this idea of something, you know, like I really wanted to see 3713 and I mean, within days, it was right there in front of me. So it's my belief that I'm going to start seeing 3713s in a lot more places. <laughs> because once there is a spark, then you get the flame. <laughs> anyway, my ramblings. I hope this makes sense. What am I going to call this? Anyway, I appreciate y'all listening. And I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.